Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Dungeon Mastermind. Um, today, I have brought on my most esteemed colleague, my trusted advisor, best friend, and strongest person I know. Today, we are talking about strength, and who better than my wife, Elizabeth Dawn Packham. Hello, world. <laughs> um, this podcast is about Dungeons and Dragons, um, particularly the 5th edition, um, the rules that encompass the gameplay of Dungeons and Dragons as a tabletop role-playing game, how we can tie those into our real lives, um, how to get better at the game, how to play it more interestingly. Um, if you are a dungeon master trying to provide some tips and tricks, and if you are a player, how to make your players more interesting, how to dive into the game a little bit more, um, and how to have more fun with it. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> um, last week was just kind of an introduction um, to the podcast itself. Um, you know, our goals are to exactly what I just said. Um, instead of saying it again, if you missed it, just rewind it. I, <laughs> um, I think to best encapsulate what the objective of this podcast is, um, I was trying to think of a best way to talk about things in a way without being philosophical masturbation, where it's just me having my own ideas and putting them on. Do something else? I hated that probably more than you guys did. The most. Thank you. Moving on. So, without further ado, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Oh boy. Well, to kick off our episode today, um, I'm going to read the definition of strength as it is listed in the player's handbook of Dungeons and Dragons. This is coming from Chapter 7, Using Ability Scores. Six abilities provide a quick description of every creature's physical and mental characteristics. Strength. Measuring physical power. Now, strength is pretty easily defined as physical power. But we also want to talk about, is there a mental strength? So, we are going to kick today off with a little bit of an encounter. Uh, for the folks at home, my dear darling wife, Allie, will be playing um, as a Goliath woman named Selza. Um, Selza is a Goliath woman born and raised in the mountains of Farnbur. Mountains set in the cold. Um, her tribe has been nomadic for her entire life. Um, she is married to the chief of the um, Goliath nomads um, and has borne many children uh, that have grown up and ventured off on their own and has established have established uh, lives of their own 
that have been fruitful and successful in the light of Goliath lifestyle. Um, turn four, as a Goliath woman, she stands seven feet tall with massive shoulders, typical gray-blue skin, and tattoos covering almost her entire body that distinguish her as part of her clan. Um, she's got a super sweet uh, shaved head on the side where it's all slicked over like Skrillex did, but way cooler. Uh, wields a mighty great axe that was passed down from her mother and her mother's mother and her mother's mother before her. Mm. Late at night. Fire. Um, sleeping in the great hall where you do as the effective queen of your tribe. Um, fire has woken you up in the middle of the night. Um, you smell the smoke first. It fills your dreams um, and awakens this natural um, primal instinct to prepare. Um, you wake up and Make a perception check for me. I forgot to grab you dice. Okay. Um, grab me some dice. Are they upstairs? While you do that, I just uh, would like to say to everyone, um, I have only played this three times, so <laughs> please don't expect me to know what I'm doing. <laughs> but we're going to give it a go. Okay. So, perception check. That means I'm doing what? What? 15 plus 1, 16. So, the smoke has already filled the main tent. Um, you see that no one else is awake yet. Um, normally... How many people am I with? So, in your tent would be you, your husband, and maybe... Your your one youngest child that hasn't gone off to do their own thing. Okay. But you see, nobody else is awake. Mm -hmm. With that role, you would also notice that your husband is not moving. Oh. You have to do this to me. Okay. So my turn. Mm -hmm. What would you like to do? What are you going to do about it? I would like to. Grab my child. I mean, I'm massive, so I can probably at least carry the kid and then go try to wake up my husband. That's what I would do. Okay. Your husband is in bed right next to you. Your child would be in, like, you know, it's a big, big tent. Um, so it would be, like, your husband would be closer. You can absolutely go to your child first. Well, you said that. Tell me, what's your maternal instinct? Mom. Mom of two children. Mm, I mean, in a real life scenario, like it would probably take me five minutes to get you to wake up. So I would probably hit you really hard a few times, but then go to my kid and give you a minute to kind of like realize what's happening. This might be a weird question, but where do you hit him? I don't know, like in the shoulder, the chest, whatever's okay. facing me. Yeah. Back? I don't know. Probably the back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you take one point of damage as you hit 
a sharp object that is in his back. Stop. Oh my gosh. Okay, so... If you want to make a medicine check to uh, determine what happened there. Yeah, do let's so. do that. Just hit the number. Right here? Yeah. Oh. Sorry, y'all. Oh. <laughs> the number. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 19. You are not a cleric, nor are you a medicine woman. But you know, you know a sword through the chest. Oh. Uh, your husband has been run completely through and has bled out. So he's dead. Oh, super dead. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Then I'm going to go get my kid. Yep. Uh, you see that your child is still asleep in their little bedroll. Um very small, um, probably about four feet tall, only six or seven years old. Um, but four feet tall, big, brawny, probably weighs about 150 pounds. Um, and just sleeping. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to pick them up and I'm going to run out. Okay. Um, Obviously, being 150 pounds is nothing to a seven-foot-tall, 340-pound Goliath woman oh. that is just rippling with muscle. As I am in real life as well. Naturally. <laughs> um, you're able to throw the child over your shoulder with very little issue. Mm -hmm. um, making your way outside of the tent, you see where the flames have come from. Every tent that your tribe has been living in and calling home for the last couple of weeks while you have stopped to bog down for the winter is on fire. There are bodies all over this little um, mountain ledge um, where you have been staying for the last little bit. Everyone is completely slaughtered and their tents are on fire. So, I cry. Okay. <laughs> you don't need to make a check for <laughs> And then I... Like, what is my role here? Am I just a person or am I like... You're effectively like, you're the matron of this Perhaps this. I have to do something. I can't just leave. Unfortunately, responsibility would dictate that the okay. of your friends and family members. These are like your cousins. There's probably siblings in this tribe. So I guess I want to figure out like what happened. So like, do I see anyone alive? Like, is there anybody? Yeah. Give me one more perception check. Eleven. Huh. So the smoke is starting to. Um, fill the night. Um, there is no moon out tonight. It would be a, a typical new moon. Um, the smoke and fire has made shadows exceptionally long. Um, any firelight that would have been from like campfires or small torches um, by your practices would have been put out to protect from visual um, but this feels uh, with, like what you would understand 
from your you know travels your matronly duties you would understand that this feels like a little bit of a setup like an inside job of sorts an inside job i don't know okay um so i maybe need to figure out how to get some light up in here up in here um <laughs> you said what are, what are my options there Sure. I mean, uh, a torch would be pretty easily okay. procured. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna find a torch. How are you carrying your child? You said they were over my shoulder. Great. That's fine. They can stay that way. Okay. They're sleeping. He has since woken up by being over a shoulder. I mean, he's what'd you say, like six or seven? Mm -hmm. Small, young, not not aware of what's going, but like. Can I just wrap them, like, so that I'm not. So I can use both hands, you know. Sure. Kind of like a baby Bjorn for yeah. 150 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I can just put a baby carrier. No, just for kicks and giggles, give me a sleight of hand roll. What? To see how well you secure your baby Bjorn. <laughs> oh, wait, plus one, 11. I mean, it's, it's probably fine enough. This is not the one and only time. Every time I move, they're just, oh, oh. <laughs> he will not sleep soundly in this baby Bjorn. Uh, there's just enough movement to jostle with each step. Oh, my gosh. Okay, anyways, they're secured. Great. Get a torch. Light it. I'm going to go check it out. Okay. See if I can find any clues. Sure. Give me a survival check. <sighs> 18. Not bad. Yeah, you would recognize your your typical um like guard walk paths, right? You you your tribe is large enough that you would secure a guard at night where they would walk around the perimeter of the camp just to make sure everything's all good and you don't see the footpath that the guard would normally take has been weathered down as much as it should have with as many laps, right? Mm -hmm. So you would understand that this would probably entail something happened in the middle of their watch that led to this, right? I see. Um, but otherwise, all the footprints are roughly the size of a Goliath, which might or might not confirm some of your worries. Mm, okay. No one is living. I see no other issue. Yeah. Or movement. So it's the shadows and, and everything like that. Like, you would have to really get up in front of everyone. I just realized, why did I need a torch when there's 10,000 tents on fire? <laughs> okay, just a torch. Don't need that anymore. Extinguished into the snow. <laughs> Consider it ousted. Okay. So... I'm ready to push some heads in. They gotta find out who did this. Okay. Give me one more survival check. We'll call it with advantage. So roll it twice and take the higher of the two. 15, 20. Dirty 20 or natural? No, dirty. Dirty 20. Um, yeah. So the the footprints uh, like show, they, they, they spin a tale of chaos. 
right, uh, of of war going on, uh, a, a small battle. It was mostly a slaughter. You could tell that there are a handful of assailants, um, and you can recognize as you're going about trying to deduce what happened here, um, you see bodies of your tribesmen, some of your tribesmen, have uh, the mark of a bloodied hand on their face um, that would set them apart um, that you would assume as part of these assailants. Um, in following some of these, these footpaths, um, it, you, you can find the path that these soldiers had taken was out of their own tents to gather outside, which you haven't discovered yet, and came back in to their own tents to kill their own families. Hmm. Kind of like zombie plague going on. I, have, I just can't fathom that my people would do such a thing. All right, so I need to go find them, right? So I'm probably gonna have to leave. So my child is now going to <laughs> walk themselves. I'm gonna use this as a teaching moment. I'm gonna say, all right, time to grow up. Let's go fight some bad guys because it's just me and the kid, right? Yeah. I'm going to need all the help I can get, so you, you, I'm going to arm him. You arm him, okay. I'm going to arm myself. You do have your great axe. Okay. And presumably a hand axe or two. Okay. Well, we're both going to get armored up, and I'm we're going to go uh, find who did this. Okay. Are you going to go to where the footprints um, came from? Like, led to and then came back? Or are you going to try and find elsewhere yeah, let's just go with what i know of so far I'll, I'll okay. over the are you going to go like describe for me how you are going to make that approach uh i'm just an angry heathen i'm just busting it like there's no sneaking here i'm yeah. just i mean everybody's dead so at this point i'm kind of like if i die i die may as well just try to get some revenge if you die you die with your child left to fend for themselves yep i guess so no i mean like yeah i'm angry everybody's dead i'm gonna do our best but too mad to think otherwise so no i'm not trying to be sneaky about it if that's what you're asking i'm just gonna barge i love it Okay, you follow the footprints, um, and it's it's plain as day that they're heading toward a centralized location, not too far outside of your camp, as a rally point of sorts. Um, and you see, um, like walking out toward that rally point, there are bodies of these red printed individuals decaying. The, the bodies have rotted. Like there are corpses where chunks of their torso are just 
sloth off of their body as if they had been dead for hundreds of years where if you were to kick them they would probably just turn to sludge they have just decayed to a, a disgusting rapid speed um as they are returning back to this rally point uh, gross okay do you continue onward yeah i mean i've seen worse things presumably yeah Sorry. your son has definitely not <laughs> um he definitely like this is trauma and just wretches just vomiting up last night's feast i don't do throw up so i say come along honey Leave it be. I'm not cleaning it up. The path leads to a, a thicker portion of the forest that feels new and ancient at the same time. Um, having been in this area for a couple of weeks now, you would know that these, like this section of forest, wasn't always here. There's some kind of magic happening. Presumably. I mean, you've never there, seen a tree grow that Is there a magic place. check? Yeah, actually there is. It's called an arcana check. Thank you very much. And I would love for one. <laughs> uh, okay, this one. Oh, yeah, I got a negative one. one next to that. So that makes it an eight. Yeah, these look like special trees. <laughs> I would like to check that again. Ooh. No. <laughs> Doesn't work like that. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> so now what? <laughs> Do you press R? Uh, I guess. What's going on in Sal's mind? She's confused. Mm-hmm. Tired. Mm -hmm. Sad. And doesn't see what she's smelling. <laughs> well, I'm so bad at this. Okay, I don't. I just keep going, I guess. I, I'm not really sure what to do. So I'll just keep walking until Absolutely. I check for magic again. Tell me what that is. You continue on, but it isn't very far um, until you find a new clearing. Where the, the trees that had been not there by some means that you don't understand. Um, there is a clearing and a figure is standing in the middle of the clearing. Okay, so I say, hey, you. The figure is wearing heavy furs, a, a large hood um, kind of shrouding their face, and they turn to face you. Uh, a familiar build, about seven and a half feet tall, mm -hmm. um, broad shoulders, powerful legs do i know gray blue skin um they remove their hood and you immediately recognize them 
as your younger sister. Okay. So my first thought is and that she's the one who did it. Falls from the sleeve of her cloak uh-huh. into her hand as she rushes toward you. Okay. Well, then I'm gonna. What do I have? Your axe. I have an axe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then I'm gonna charge her. Your son immediately jumps in the way to try and protect you. I literally... That's it? No! I don't get to say I jump over and Mm then... No. That's just it. That's it. Well, that led to a whole lot of... Nowhere! All of that did not even get to fight? No. Okay. Fine. Fine, 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 fine. You don't get to fight. Fine. Because you hurt my feelings. <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay. So now what? <clears throat> Strength. Ah, <laughs> oh, bummer deal, y'all. Bummer deal. What was frustrating about that? Uh, I mean, like, I guess I'm not super familiar with playing, I guess, but, like, the only part I really understand the dice rolls and stuff is the fighting aspect. So when we play games, or, like, the couple times I have, like, I just wait for that to happen, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I can just start, you know? Like, so the like the lead up to that point is always the harder part for me because I'm not I don't know maybe like imaginative enough or something. So then I finally got to the part like I understood and then it was like oh feels a little like failing. Probably like 26 minutes of failing. <laughs> Which I think is interesting um because I like I I set up this particular character with very clear strengths, right? Uh, a Goliath woman, freaking strong. Um, athletics would have been a natural, like almost like an auto succeed, right? Combat would have been something that your character is naturally good at. Um. Because strength is her niche, right? Yeah. Like, and so... Which is the same for the other character that I've played too, which I guess is maybe why that's the only part I know how to do. Mm-hmm. I've never really had the the character traits to, like, use spells or... I don't know. So I don't know how to do any of that. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's interesting because the mechanics in... Dungeons and Dragons 5e, 5th edition, um, that are based on strength are simply athletics, uh, like an athletics check, which is if you are proficient in it, it is a skill check that adds your strength modifier to that ability check. Uh, Your size 
is also impacted by your strength, your carrying capacity, um, so your ability to carry burdens, um, and then attacks with melee weapons that do not have the finesse. Right, so there are very specific gameplay rules that hinge on the strength ability. Um, so I looked up, like, I just wanted to better understand, like, the broader sense and uh, application of strength. And ye old dictionary.com came up with physical power, athletic training, ability to exert raw force on the environment with your body. Um, sounds unintentionally sexual, but... <laughs> okay. Degree uh, of intensity or belief, um, a good or beneficial quality attribute of a person or thing. Wow, I read that really poorly. A good or beneficial quality or attribute of a person or thing. Right, the strength of a character, um, which I thought was a, a very interesting take on that um, from a player character perspective um, playing a barbarian or a fighter um, strength is usually your highest stat right that's what your athletics is based on that's what your attacks are based with um, and so your human fighter that you play with in our family campaign and this Selza the Goliath barbarian your main attribute is strength but there are plenty of strength-based characters from all kinds of different gameplays that we kind of get into a rut that a strong, brutish person like uh, Critical Role's Vox Machina Grog, right, is a barbarian Goliath with a, I think it's like a six intelligence or something, right? So just a strong brute, like, I would like the rage, you know, like stereotypical person but there's more to strength than just the beefiness of your biceps and your ability to wield heavy weapons with deadly force um so i kind of want to talk more about like what is the quality or attribute of a person or thing um and how does that apply to strength like what 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 comes to your mind with that um, well, I mean, you were kind of, like, talking about that earlier with wondering, you know, how does it differ from all of these other attributes that come into play with D&D? And, like, why is it separate when everything else kind of seems to tie into strength? But, um, I, I found some interesting research that's been, I mean, I think... There's so much research out there that's been done on like mental health and um, things like that. But there's actually a lot of research that's been done on mental toughness, which is the term for mental strength. So um, in research, it's, you know, it's all been done on mental toughness. And it was interesting that um, these studies show that 50% of a person's mental toughness comes from genetic factors. And 50% comes from um, their environment, from experiences, from life events. And those, both of those 
play into each other. And so, you know, a big chunk of that is determined by your genetics, how you would react to those life events then impacts the growth that you see from that and increases or decreases your mental toughness. Um, so I don't know. I think that's kind of interesting that like maybe strength in, as opposed to, I mean, what were some of the other things we were talking about? Like dexterity, charisma, right? Like, um, maybe it has more of a genetic factor to it, which, which does, I mean, come into play with the physical strength, right? Like, mm -hmm. but it's also shown as like a part of mental strength as well as like your genetics play a very large part in that. Um, and then an equally large part is, is played by what happens to you. Yeah. Fascinating. Um, yeah, I mean the 50% rule, like, or I guess not rule, that's not a rule. It's an observation. Um, sure. I mean, like if you related to, to true physical strength, right? The, the, the topic is the genetic build. You know, you have people like Chris Bumstead, uh, who is the Mr. Olympia classic physique champion. Uh, I think he just won his fourth. Um, guys built like what every dude would ever dream of looking like. Shoulders that won't walk through a normal door. Um, quads the size of a grown child. Um, and he, he looks amazing, right? Like his, his physique is perfect. And people are like, oh, it's genetics. Oh, it's, you know, steroids. Which is probably the other fifty percent <laughs> external factors, the uh, you know yeah. influence and the experience, right? But um, genetics can only take you so far, right? Like the the other definition, athletic training, um, the degree of intensity, uh, I think, really takes that other fifty percent. Like it's true, some people are just built better for a particular skill or activity. Um, unfortunately, I will never play in the NBA. Um, I don't, I would be impressed if any Packham were to ever play in the NBA. We just aren't built very dang tall. Um, and that's okay because some of us are built like cannonballs and we can play something else, right? Um, I played rugby, for example, right? Like, my sister can put on bulk like crazy or be super lean, right? Um, and that genetic makeup, we come from the same genetics, but it can be displayed differently depending on the external forces and the experience that you go through. Um, I think the mental side of things also plays into that, right? Like the, the house that you grew up in, the relationships that you had in growing up, like that strength, the ability to put power into your thought. Um, and as I was thinking about this today, you actually came to mind as like, who I think as mentally strong. Um, because there's there's a difference between like agility in thought, being able to be quick-witted um, and clever, right? And then being able to focus on something for a long time, which I would associate with like a constitution type mentality. Um, and when I was trying to put to word, like what is mental strength? I think it's mental action. 
Right. And that's something that I definitely lack in is the ability to act. like when you have a thought to do it and do it big, right? With the right intensity with and and, and not and and that right intensity, right? Like putting in the right amount of effort to get it done, I think is a good uh I guess, perception of mental strength that for me, I think resonates well in a, a, a light that is actionable for me personally, that I recognize that I am not very good at, that I know you are very good at. Uh, for the folks at home, we got a little shed in our backyard that she just straight up went through and cleaned out because I want to turn it into a Dungeons and Dragons cave because I'm a big old nerd. Um, and it was something that I've been wanting to do for weeks and have done absolutely nothing with. And I went out because I didn't know where she was and she had been out there talking with her dad about how to um, go in and insulate it and had already cleaned it up like the ability to act is one thing i will forever and always associate with my darling wife who is mentally strong <laughs> well sometimes i doable. am mentally ill lacking. <laughs> well i think i mean there's there's not always positive that comes from my willingness there my ability to act because I'm not someone who waits like if I have a thought I have to do it and then if it was maybe not the wisest decision well it was already done so you know, like I I could use some more patience but um yeah I mean it's it is interesting you say that because I as I was you know kind of like reading into mental strength mental toughness whatever they um there are lots of different ways that they measure mental toughness for these studies and whatever. Um, I'm sure you can find a bunch of them online. One of them, they just punch the child in the brain a couple of times to see if they're tough brainily. No. Um, but I was reading into like the, the most popular one that they use. It's called the four C's model. Mm. And I was reading through them like, Oh my gosh, I'm like none of these. <laughs> you know, it's legit when there is a number tied with, a what is that word um alliteration yeah right when yeah. they use alliteration and they dub it the four k's yeah something not the three k's because that's a different organization that we don't condone yeah but yeah. when there is a number and letters associated that's legit yeah no for sure but so it's funny that you think i'm mentally tough because i was going through this test i'm like nope nope no no <laughs> Well, tell us what's the overseas. Um, yeah. Okay. So, well, first of all, I do want to just say too, kind of circling back to what you had previously said, like, <clears throat> so, you know, 50% genetics, 50% what happens to us, but also like stuff happens to all of us, you know, like we all have stuff that goes on. I mean, we live a long time. There's a lot of time for stuff to happen, whether that's good or bad or successes, failures, whatever, like, um, I like something that was highlighted in this research is that the mental toughness of a person allows them to um, like assess and reflect on their experiences and learn, like learn from them, be able to really like go back and 
think about how they handled it, how other people handled it, not like shy away from the experience and um, what happened, but like having that mental toughness to think about it, to assess it and then grow from it, Mm. like to take that rather than, I mean, I'm sure we all have like things that we've done or like maybe things that have happened to us that we hate thinking about. Like it's really uncomfortable. We'd rather just like stop the thought and move on and like try to push it out. But um, the research has was saying and like showing that um, mental toughness is not only shown by being able to like kind of dive into assessing the experiences that you've had in your life, good and bad, but also like kind of your, your mental toughness increases when Mm -hmm. you do that. And so, I mean, I think that's like a little plug for therapy, you know, like whether you think you've been through traumatizing things or not, like even the little experiences in our lives, like build us up and just having that time, that experience and that support to like learn how to look at those things, consider how you handled it, consider how you could have done it better. Um, and then figure out like, what did I learn from this? And then now how can I move forward from it? That is going to build your mental toughness and increase it. So, um, it's not like, oh, well, I'm not mentally tough and I can't do that. So I'm just like hosed, you know, I'll never be mentally tough. Like there are people out there to support you in building your mental toughness and like, it's, I don't know. So that was an interesting thing. Um, And that brings us to the Dungeon Mastermind four A's, um, which is to acknowledge, assess, take accountability, and take action. And now on to the four C's. So so this is um, the most popular test for mental toughness, the four C's model. So number one, control. So, and this is control of life and emotion. This is testing the tendency to feel and act as if one is influential. Hmm. So do you have the tendency to recognize that what you do impacts other people and impacts yourself? Interesting. Uh, Number two, commitment. The tendency to be deeply involved in pursuing goals despite difficulties that arise. Not me. (laughs) If I'm not immediately good at something. (laughs) That might be the only one on this list that I'm like remotely familiar with. Um, Three, challenge. Seeing threats as opportunities for self-development. Incorrect. That's definitely not me. That's you. Like you... Uh, yeah, like you see hard things. Go ahead, guess me out. No, I was just gonna say this. Like, I think the fourth one kind of leads into your ability to do the third one. But like, yeah, no, you definitely like see a, a stupid something or other to do, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna try that. And like, and then Dungeons and Dragons. Or I'm thinking more like, you know, dangerous sporting events or activities or whatever. And then you take our our toddler with you to do them and, mm-hmm. and I panic. But it's fine. It's fine. Um, self-development. 
Okay, so then the fourth one is confidence. And the definition of this, whatever, was really interesting. It says, the belief that one is truly a worthwhile person in spite of setbacks. Dang. So not like being cocky, right? Like yeah. where you think you're the best at everything. But like, I have a recognition that I'm not great at everything, that I have my setbacks, that, you know, I, I don't succeed. But have but intrinsic I, value. But I have value and I, yeah. I bring something to the table. Yeah. Fascinating. So, which then, you know, I mean, all of them tie in together. Yeah. But for the folks at home, read those one more time. Do some reflection, y'all. Um, this is super fascinating stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like every, it, every study that I saw on this, it like came down to self-belief was like hmm. mental, mental, mental strength. strength and like mental toughness, like tied to self-belief. So, um, and I mean like that, that allows you that strength because you have that confidence in yourself to look back at those and reflect on things that you've been through, but also like proactively seek out opportunities to grow Yeah, because you're either, you have that confidence in your, in yourself and in your abilities that you'll either grow from it, succeed maybe. I mean, obviously you go into it hoping to succeed, but you know that like, even if you don't, there will be growth and success in some form. Um, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, four C's control, uh, the tendency to feel and act as if one is influential commitment, the tendency to be deeply involved in pursuing goals, despite difficulties that arise challenge, seeing threats as opportunities for self-development confidence, the belief that one is truly a worthwhile person in spite of setbacks. That's great. Thank you. I'm very impressed that you spent those years doing that research for the show. I did. I went to college for this episode. And we, I did not go to college. <laughs> it's okay. I did it for the both of us because I have commitment. I <laughs> don't. <laughs> and this is where our marriage crashes and burns, everyone. Have a good day. <laughs> I have commitment. Just not the things I don't like. And I happen to like her a lot. For now. That's what I was thinking. Oh, gosh. Well, y'all, I hope that was thought-provoking because it was for me. Um, This is Elizabeth Packham, my darling wife. Whom I love dearly. If you ever want to play D&D with me, don't, because I suck at it. <laughs> and if you ever want to play D&D with me, I also suck at it. Who doesn't? Um, and just want to play, man. Just want to play. Um, but yeah, this has been the Dungeon Master Mind. Um, hopefully this can be something that adds a little bit of value to your life. If not... Um, I don't really care. Bad. Uh, you made it this far and you'll never get those 40 some odd minutes back. Right. So sorry, not sorry. Um, I'm hoping to have another guest with me 
for another chat, probably about dexterity and how that could apply to life as we just kind of move through the remaining ability modifiers. Um, so yeah, go out there, support your friends, go do something that they like, go do something you like, go do something you like together, go make some memories, have fun, play, use your imagination. Yeah. And then reflect on it. Absolutely. <laughs> and remember that you have worth. You are a worthwhile person. Intrinsic value. And that makes you mentally strong. Thank you for having me here today. Absolutely. I go home. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye.